The book of Psalms, starting with 126. Wow, I, uh, I don't know if I was dreaming or thinking about this last night, but as I start to read this dream, I, I was thinking about this very topic, um, bringing, um, bringing captives out of Babylon. And that's, uh, I think that's a theme in our world today. And, um, you know, it's, it's breaking, breaking free from the ways of the eagle one, evil one into the, into the life of God, into Mount Zion. And so here the, the psalmist is, is very grateful for the Lord helping restore them onto Zion. They had been captive, basically slaves, and now they were free, like in a dream. This is crazy to read this. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord. As the streams in the south, those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seeds, shall indeed come again and shout for joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So the the people had done great evil in, in Israel, and the Lord had warned them and warned them and warned them, and they just kept ignoring him, going their own way. And so he brought judgment on Judah. Many died, many, you know, went through awful things, but he pulled out a remnant and set them in uh, Babylon and then Persia for 70 years. And then they just started, he started bringing them back in waves back to the promised land. And then they were filled with a, a, a new fervency for the Lord. They once again saw the mighty hand of God saving his people, just like he had out of Egypt. And you know, it's amazing. I don't know how anyone can understand all of this and not see the mighty hand of God over the people Israel because what other people has had anything like that happen to them once, let alone twice, <laughs> where uh, coming out of Egypt, uh, a, a giant group of a uh, couple million slaves all of a sudden breaks free and forms a new nation. And then what was it, thousand, fifteen hundred years later, uh, uh, what, a thousand years later, um, they, uh, they're, <laughs> they're just obliterated and then made slaves again, but, you know, a different kind of slavery, not exactly slavery, but certainly not free. And, uh, and then the hand of God just sets them free again, gives them their own nation again. And so you see that way, and, and in much smaller ways, he did that many other times throughout Scripture. Um, it, it, it's, it's not the way of God to, well, it's his preference that all his people turn to him, and that's why he sends prophets to warn and, and turn. But when the people don't turn, he will bring about his purposes. And it comes with judgment, which is awful for the many, but is a blessing for the few who love him because he uses it to purify us and he brings us into a new place with him which is beautiful and then we're on to 127 mm, this is another one of solomon and very very good 
Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. So Solomon built the great house of God, the temple. But he understands that only the Lord could fill it with his glory. No matter how fine the workmanship, no matter um, you know what it looks like, how much effort is put into it, um, only the Lord can fill it with glory. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. So if the Lord decides to have the city overrun, doesn't matter how many guards you put up there, it's going to get overrun. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Everything comes down to the Lord and our our seeking him, our providence from him, our grace provided by him. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Uh, you, know, you know, children, of course, are a blessing, but um, it's also pointing to the simplicity of life, the, um, the, the, the blessing of the simple joys in life being more valuable than anything and and a lot of that comes from the realization that our life is with God and he is the provider of blessing and there's kind of powerful living in that knowledge and reality and then we go on to 128 this one the last one's kind of like proverbs um just how blessed is everyone who fears the Lord and walks in his ways and just talks about the blessing that comes from a life lived with God. And if we we turn this to uh, spiritual children rather than uh, natural, and may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Indeed, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Amen. It's the, the blessing, the, the, the growth of God's kingdom works in this way. So it applies, it applies to both, it applies naturally and spiritually. And then we're on to 129. This one um, talks about, you know, being persecuted from his youth, but then the Lord is righteous and the Lord, um, you know, turning against the wicked. <laughs> David Schiff taught a cool thing on one of our mission trips that's always stuck with me. Um, we do a lot of prayer walking, just walking around praying for whatever we would see, whatever the Lord put on our heart. And uh, it's, you know, if you don't know what to pray, pray blessings by the name of the Lord. And uh, so I wonder if this is where he got it from. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. And then we're on to 130. So the psalmist realizes everyone has sin and who could stand before the Lord but the Lord forgives and that he waits on the Lord in his word he does hope his soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning and then he encourages everyone wait on the Lord for the Lord there is loving kindness abundant redemption he will redeem Israel or he will redeem his people from all his iniquities 
and then we're on to 131. This one is a really good uh, psalm for today. This is uh, of David, and he's talking about quieting his soul, getting his soul to rest. Many people in this day, their soul is raging about one thing or another. The enemy is, is stirring people up, and some people are getting really agitated in one way, and some people are getting really agitated in another way, and their soul is just stirred up. And David here has taught his soul. He has taken a stand against his soul controlling him and having his soul be at rest and instead hope in the Lord, wait on the Lord, be at peace. And then we're on to 132. Hmm, the psalmist is reminding the Lord of David, a man after God's own heart, of David's efforts to build a house for God. And so he's reminding God, God, dwell in your house, in your resting places, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your godly ones sing for joy for the sake of David, your servant. Do not turn away from the face of your anointed. The Lord has sworn to David a truth from which you will not turn back. Of the fruit of your body I will set upon your throne. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony which I will teach them. Their sons also shall sit upon your throne forever. So uh, this is a, a powerful reality of what God is doing in our day. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his habitation. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her needy with bread. Her priests also I will clothe with salvation. And her godly ones will sing aloud for joy. There I will cause the horn of David to spring forth. I have prepared a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but upon himself his crown shall shine. So Jesus obviously is the son of David mentioned. And then there's other sons mentioned to come. And this is for people who choose his way, right? If your sons keep my covenant. So this is a people who have uh, cleaved from the world and given themselves to his way, to his testimony, that are seated upon his thrones. For the Lord has chosen Zion. So it's coming up to a spiritual Zion. You know, New Testament is very clear about the spiritual Zion. And uh, I think uh, I think Hebrews 12 has really cool imagery of this Mount Zion. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, so what does he do with these people? I will serve the needy with bread. I will clothe the priest with salvation. The godly ones will sing for joy. I have prepared a lamp for mine anointed, so the light of God will shine forth through his anointed in a in a world of darkness so that the glory of God just sweeps through. It's a beautiful picture, and we thank you for it, Lord, and we give ourselves to you for this, your purposes. And uh, that's it for today. God bless you.